Masonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moore calling. I'm going to do something we've never done before. The Past Masters on the sidelines are already shaking their heads that we've never done it this way. I've listened to episodes 71 and 72, and I have some observations I would like to share with you. Episode 71 was entitled uh, Freemasonry and Scouting with Three Eagle Scouts. I think you should change the title of that episode to Two Boobs in a Radio Booth. You got Larry Maris, and now Brian Hill was even worse than Larry. Larry didn't say much in the episode. Brian Hill failed to uh, take his wife Eileen's advice when she said, try not to monopolize the conversation. So he's just as big as a putz as Larry is. Episode 72 with Ed Stum. Excellent episode. Pete, I tip my hat to you for your recovery. Beginning of the episode... Ed mentioned uh, why or asked why did it take so long to get on the show? It's already episode 72, and uh, I think he said some BS about uh, saving the best to last or, or quality, you know, something like that. And uh, finally, uh, I want to really thank Larry and Ed for trashing me, uh, bringing up some stuff about Stum's Cigar Picnic in 2018. And Larry, just so you know, this year's picnic will be on July 20th, but as chairman of the invitation committee, don't expect to get anything in the mail. Talk to you later, guys later. Bye-bye. From the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Masonic Light listeners. This is uh, Pete here with our co-host tonight, Larry Maris and Tim Dedman. Welcome. Hey. It's good to be here. It is good what to be here. What episode are we tonight? 77. 77. 77. Wow. 77. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, your phone's on there, Larry. That's a $100 fine. Yeah. That'll, 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 pay that'll, for help. that'll help pay for yeah. some oh. renovations. It's from you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry... Uh, you, when we we tried to start the show earlier, but we had a technical difficulty, um, you were discussing your bowel issues. <laughs> Are you feeling okay well, now? No, you had voiced some concerns about my health and whether I'd be able to make the show or not, or whether I'd die or whatever. But no, no, yeah, as I said, five, uh, for five weeks, we moved five weeks ago, and uh, two of those five weeks, I've been sick. One with dysentery, and the other with summer flu. So, I and then you know. moved again this week. No, we didn't move again this week. We well, just had, had the house all torn up again, well, like you. we moved again. That's yeah, what I mean. yeah. It's been an ongoing S show. <laughs> Tim, um, so we'll we'll start with you this month, this week. Uh, what have you been up to since our last show? Or last, you weren't at our last show, were you? I was not at our last show. Okay, so what have you been doing the past month? Well. Um, most recently, obviously, it's the month of June, and so in uh, true Masonic fashion, at our June meeting, we had our strawberry night. Uh, actually, uh, 
more importantly than that, we uh, uh, raised three Master Masons at Eureka West Shore Lodge and uh, had 35 donations to the Pennsylvania Bloodmobile. Nice. Which is pretty impressive. So uh, uh, we tend to tie our June meetings into a lot of different families. You have 35 guys healthy enough to give blood? Apparently. <laughs> Out of 700. I mean, that's not bad. So. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I, got a, um, I got a letter from the Masonic Blood Donor Club, and uh, my wife asked me, she says, uh, they don't want your blood, do they? I'm like, no, no, they don't. Because um, uh, I've got some health issues that, that you know, and plus I just got... A few uh, tattoos while in Haiti by a <laughs> hemophiliac guy. Um, from the United Kingdom. You yeah. can't do it from there either. So. Right. But uh, no, like, but I had a nice gentleman that was kind enough to donate for me. Okay. Nice. So if, if you guys, that's how that works. So if you, if you donate to at least the Pennsylvania blood, ba- Pennsylvania blood donating thing for Masonic, um, you can donate or you can get somebody to donate for you. And then you would receive free blood, not on demand. Like, you can't just go in and make a withdrawal. But right. if you need it, you get it, and you don't get billed for it. Yeah. 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 So what else, Tim? Anything else you've been up to? Uh, that's pretty much it. Just uh, uh, doing a lot of cleanup of Lodge records and uh, just looking forward to a summer. Did you have to suspend anyone? Um, not at this last meeting. We suspended some a couple months ago. Okay. But, uh, we also, ironically, we've had three, not that were suspended this year, but were who were suspended in previous years who uh, petitioned for reinstatement and came back. Wow. So oh. That was, usually Pro- if you're going to get them back, you get them back right away when they're like, oh, okay, I'll pay the dues. Uh, they're probably going to transfer somewhere. But, uh, was, it, was it because of uh, this show? Did this show, it was like, that, they yeah, love yeah, Masonic yeah, Light Podcast? Yeah, we're so glad you're on the Masonic Light Podcast. You've made Masonic, uh, Freemasonry interesting again, and uh, we want to get back. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> Larry, have you done anything Masonic? No, I have not, actually. No, no, I've been busy. Okay. Yeah, I missed Strawberry Night at uh, Lamberton Lodge, which is sad, but... Did you really miss it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, um, Senior Warden of Lamberton Lodge, uh, what have you been up to the past couple... Uh, well, I, I went to uh, Strawberry Night. Okay. Didn't eat any strawberries. And... Uh, I I bailed on the the lodge picnic. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. right! I went to yeah. the lodge picnic. You did? Yeah, I did. It was it was actually it was pretty good. Where was it? It was at the Masonic Village in the pavilion up on top of the hill, overlooking oh. the beautiful Elizabethtown Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, what what kind of food did you have? It's a Hamburger, Masonic show. We hamburgers had... and hot dogs as usual, and covered dish that people brought. It was it was very good. We had a nice attendance. I was surprised. Did anybody bring any bourbon covered? Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> it's at the Masonic Village. No alcohol allowed. And no cigars allowed no either. No cigars either. No, no. Unless well, you're... Unless you're on... Unless uh, you're Ron Baker or... or <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Can't believe I it. forgot his name, too. Russell Baker. Yeah. Unless Russell you're on Russell, 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 Russell Baker's Russell patio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's grandfather. Yeah, he's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how'd the meeting go? Oh, it was good. It was a good meeting. Uh, what was your any uh, speaker a topic? Uh, no, it, uh, just get downstairs night. and eat strawberries. Yeah, uh, I had a good re- reason for missing the picnic though, because I went to a family reunion. So okay, well, that's... I, it's not like I was just bailing for. No. Now you're not originally from Lancaster County, so you didn't go to meet girls. No. Okay. No. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that weirded me out when I moved here, too. But. <laughs> Alrighty, so what did I do? Uh, 
Masonically, um, well, last night I had a, a very interesting night. I was the speaker at Brownstone Lodge number 666. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was there and I was the speaker. And I talked a little bit about the show, a little bit about Tall Cedars. I kept it to 10 minutes, which they made, they were very happy about. Um, they were very nice. They gave me a nice little parting gift. Um, thank you. And uh, that was it. So that was a good night. Uh, Masonically, anything else? I, I spent this past weekend hanging out with uh, about 200 Masons at a non-Masonic event. It was really, it was a blast. Mm-hmm. None of which I can discuss, um, but it was a it was fun, and I'm I'm alive and not in jail. And so. where was that? I, I probably shouldn't disclose that either. Somewhere in the East Coast. Yes, yes. Part uh, and, and there was an ocean close by. Parts secret unknown. Undis- secret yeah. undisclosed location. Yes, but it was a, it was a it was a good time. Got to hang out with brothers from uh, from New York and Maryland and um, Philadelphia, like all over the East Coast, and it was a good time. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, I don't think it was mentioned on the last show, was the May Grotto meeting. Uh, which was held at uh, Funk's Brewery, and the, and our monarch was missing. Uh, Jack Harley was out of town, and so Jeff Fulton stepped in. Um, there was no air conditioning. Yeah, I missed Thank that meeting to too. And I forget, I had something going on Masonic. Yeah, but I there was something what? going on. I don't know, but uh, it was like ninety six degrees in the room, and so oh, uh, the uh, the guys from New York didn't show. Well, they're and, smart. Yeah, they found out there was no air conditioning, so. Was it otherwise a fun evening? It was. It was a fun evening, and Jeff Fulton did a really good job filling in, and uh, so there's hope for Grotto next year. Yeah, Jeff. And, uh, I mean, Jeff was Grand Tall Cedar yeah. in, in York, and he he's got some he's got some experience. Yeah, he, he knows what he's no, doing. I, I, I kid. Jeff's a good guy. Yeah, he just looks unprofessional, but he is professional. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why don't we? Um, so. We'll, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and then we'll uh, we'll tease you with what the show is going to be. Um, but you'll get to hear it right away, but we'll explain. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Everybody, we're back. So, we have a uh, an interesting an interesting show coming up for you. That at this point, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, but Tim and myself, Pete, we are going on a road trip to Zafar Grotto in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and uh, we're taking our buddy Jake. 
Um, we like to call the, the smartest man in Freemasonry. And if you don't believe it, just ask him. He'll tell you. Um, the three of us are going to ride up to Zafar Grotto, and it's a Master Mason night and a steak night. And uh, we're going to turn the microphone on in the car and see what happens. So hopefully, Josh, in a three-hour car ride, we can get 20 minutes of useful show. So we, so we hope you enjoy it, and uh, it's sure to be fun. Well, plus there's the ride back, and then there's um, any anybody out there that we interview. That's true. That's true. To, um, do people from that part of Pennsylvania have an accent, Larry? You're from that part of Pennsylvania. Uh, not really. No. Um, no, nothing. So for our audience, other than the Little League World Series, what is, can you guys tell me anything about Williamsport? Me? Yeah. Aren't you from Oil City? You... No, no, no. I'm I'm from I'm from Pottsville. Okay, so I'm you don't Sk- know I'm any... Schuylkill County. I'm a little bit north of Reading, so no. Oh, okay. So do you know anything about Williamsport? But the motel that you're talking about staying at, I did in 1968. And I probably haven't changed the sheets since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, if they didn't, they're hard as a rock. Well, I'm prepared. The prices I saw online are scary. Says I should probably bring a uh, sleeping bag to put on top of the bed. Oh, Tim, you're from Kentucky, you know. I'm a hotel snob, though. Do they have a Marriott in Kentucky? No, <laughs> in Williamsport. No, they don't. They'd have a Hampton Inn and I think a Fairfield Inn is about as high scale as they go. Well, you know, you're well, you're willing. If you're willing to put us up, we'll stay there. We can stay at the William, residence. Williamsport's in. a little bit on the depressed side. The yeah. Logging industry was huge up there for a hundred years. Your biggest logging companies in the world, paper companies and so forth, were up there. But a lot of that's kind of died off, and the town is somewhat depressed. So you're going to go into a – when I was up there in 66 uh, and 67 and 68, it was prosperous city. It was very nice. It's not a great downtown, but it's it's a lot of boarded-up buildings. It's it's kind of depressing. Oh. And, of course, I think they were going to take the Little League um, World Series out of there, and that would have crashed the town. It would have been horrible. Okay. Well, so we'll we'll be rolling in there like carpetbaggers, smoking cigars. And, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, you'll be noticeably you're noticeable because you're an outsider. So okay. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, so anyway, guys, get ready. Listen, uh, you're about to hear whatever happened because at this point we don't know. Hey there, Masonic Light Podcast listeners. This is Pete from Masonic Light Podcast. At this point of the recording, you are probably expecting to hear our wonderful ride up to Williamsport, the events that transpired while we were in Williamsport at the Master Mason Steak Night by Zafar Grotto, and possibly any interviews we had while we were there and our ride home. But if you're a longtime listener of the show, you understand that nothing ever goes as planned. Um, when we did have our microphones on, 
it was way too loud and it was pretty much unlistenable. When we didn't have our microphones on, amazing, poignant things happened, great history, things that would have been perfect for on-air. Um, and then other times when we had the microphone on, someone did something that uh, was probably not within due bounds, and uh, we just deemed it as inappropriate, even for our show. Um, fun, hilariously fun, but really not something that you know we wanted to put out on the air. So, um, instead, I will do a, a brief recap. Uh, brother Tim Dedman and myself and Brother Jacob Young and I, uh, we all went up. We met at 2 p.m. at the Valley of Harrisburg. Uh, pulling into the parking lot, I briefly got to see the right worshipful Grand Master. Uh, he was in town for a brother's uh, mother's funeral. Um, that being the case, I made sure I did not harass anybody and bug anybody with a microphone. It was a little bit too uh, solemn of an event. Um, but I did speak with John Cook a little bit, who was on our show a little bit earlier. He was the He's the uh, secretary of the Valley of Harrisburg. He was very kind, invited me in, um, and talked to me a little bit about the Scottish Rite and his, his, his new position. Um, at that point, 2 p.m. rolled around. Jake and Tim and I got in the car. Drove up to Williamsport. Uneventful drive, a little rainy. But, uh, you know, we caught up on a lot of good details in each other's lives. And when we arrived in Williamsport, the brothers of the prophets of Zafar Grotto were incredibly hospitable. Uh, they invited us in. Um, I'm not sure if we paid for any drinks whatsoever. The um, They have a private club called the Rafez Club, which is basically Zafar spelled backwards. Um, it's a social club along the lines of a VFW. Um, they did things creatively years ago and they opened up the private club and I believe that the Grotto and a Blue Lodge are tenants in their building. So that's how they're permitted to have a, um, a private social club. Uh, Brother Paul, um, who is a wonderful second-generation Mason, um, not only was his father a past master and past monarch, so was he and his brother were all past masters and past monarchs of the grotto. They gave us a great tour of the facility. Uh, it is beautiful. Um, you could tell that the upstairs lodge was built in 1968. It looks like it came right out of uh, the Brady Bunch, but it fits. It's not tacky. It's not. It's just it. It is a beautiful reflection of the time when it was built. Um, we enjoyed a nice steak dinner, cigars, fellowship, and then afterwards we, uh, we went out in the town in Williamsport and had a little bit too much fun. Um, and pretty much yesterday, I slept all day trying to, uh, trying to recover from the night before. So what I would tell everybody, if you ever have a chance to go to Williamsport, please do so. And visit the Rafez Club. Everyone there is super nice. Uh, super hospitable and we are going to go back again and on our next visit we will be keeping ourselves within due bounds so we can provide a much better show that being said we did come up with a great idea for a new segment in which we will entitle within due bounds and hey it may turn into its own show the idea is we're going to interview brothers about things that they do in their personal lives their pastimes, 
what they do for fun. And, you know, it's not so much going to be about Freemasonry. It's going to be about what Masons do when they're not doing Freemasonry. So look forward to that. And thank you for listening. And we will do our best as we go forward on our next season of Masonic Light Podcast. Stay tuned. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge in Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. It's time for the Lodge Business Brief with Brother Jim Stevens. Well, again, Masonic Light Podcast listeners, this is Jim Stevens with another Lodge Business Brief. Are you a member of a group that seems to be stagnant? Are you experiencing Groundhog's Day over and over and over again by having the same meetings repeated over and over and over again? Is it hard to know what year it is because everything is the same as it was in the 1980s? Stagnation is a common problem for many organizations, especially those that have existed for a long time. This is true at business, in clubs, and in our fraternity. Stagnation, if perpetuated over a long time, will generally lead to the slow death of the organization. We see it in technology all the time. The phonograph was replaced by the record, the record by the 8-track, the 8-track by the cassette, the cassette by the CD, the CD by the DVD, the DVD by the download, and the download by the stream. Each of them served the same purpose of bringing playable music to the home, but as the demands of society changed, they were quickly replaced by something more modern. But the need to listen to music stayed the same. The business world is littered by companies who failed to change with society's new needs. Blockbuster, Kodak, Bell, Howard Johnson, just to name a few. If your Blue Lodge is struggling to find new leadership or new members, stagnation may be one of the causes. Stagnation is a hard thing to break, but there are a few tools that can be employed. One of the first is to look at the Lodge's purpose. In the end, purpose is everything. It guides our decisions, provides clarity to our discussions, and it is the answer to all of the why questions. I'm not advocating to change who we are as a fraternity. Our ritual, esoterics, and brotherly love are more important now than they have been in the past. What I am suggesting is that you understand why your specific Blue Lodge does what it does, i.e. its purpose. In large cities, there's likely a dozen or more Blue Lodges, and in many small towns, there may be one or two. But they can't all exist for the same reason. Otherwise, there'd be no need to have more than one in each of the towns. 
What is the difference between each of those lodges? If you can identify those differences, you may be able to divine the lodge's purpose. In the end, each blue lodge needs to decide why it exists. Once they do that, they can start to eliminate actions and decisions that do not support that purpose. They can use the time that is freed up by those eliminations, the money and energy spent on them, to focus on what matters most to the brethren, i.e. what is in the purpose. This refocusing will breathe new life into the lodge and help propel it into the next several decades. Additional detailed methods and processes to help determine purpose can be found in my book, Lodge Business, The Theoretical Application of Entrepreneurial Business Practices to Blue Lodge, available on Amazon. This is Jim Stevens with your Lodge Business Brief. And we're back at... uh a good time, actually. Larry, you haven't talked on the radio in so long, you almost forgot what to say. Yeah, I, I know. Isn't that, isn't that something else? Jeez. We'll be getting a call from Moyer on that one, I'm sure. Uh, I, I guess it's time for the news right now. Am it I, is. And, 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 well, our news director, Jack. I thought, I thought you said you weren't going to talk. <laughs> Go ahead. I guess ahead. I lied. Uh, news director Jack has been traveling the world. Yes, he has been. He was in Germany. Right. And we'll probably get a report because he, at some point, because he, toured a lodge in Germany. Yep. yep. Um, and now this week, uh, he and his partner are down in Rehoboth. That's right. That's right. So, And yeah. he's going somewhere the end of this week on another business trip. Is it to Canada or Montana or someplace like that? God only knows. Uh, needless to say, Jack has not phoned in news reports. Jack hasn't been, Jack has been absent for the past over a month. But I understand we have a guest news reporter. Yes, we do. We, we, yeah, we do. Um, from the from the hills of Kentucky. Oh. Well, oh, I thought he was from New York. I thought he was from New York. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Oh. I thought the spirit of Howard Cosell was going to visit us That's tonight. That's what I know. thought too. Oh. Oh, well, okay. let's let's hear from Howard. All right, let's go to the news. Good news, everyone. Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. Hello, everyone. It is time for the Masonic Light Podcast News. In news from the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania and their quarterly communication held in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June of this year. Resolution in part. Be it known that Edward J. Stum, a past master and member of Lodge Number 405, as a well and long-serving Grand Tyler of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania of Free and Accepted Masons, has done much to advance Masonic education and fellowship through his social media posts giving recognition to his brethren and their Masonic achievements. Whereas... Brother Stum's personable style and acceptance of others has made an atmosphere of enjoyable companionship wherever he chooses to light up his cigar and invites others to join him. Now be it therefore known that Brother Stum is now officially titled and is to be referred to as the Grand Smoke. Additionally, he is recognized as the Grand Master of the newly created Cigar Lodge Number 1 to meet at his discretion and by invitation where other Freemasons can enjoy their mutual fascination with puffing on their burning leaves. 
provided this warrant of constitution is displayed throughout the meeting. Witness our hands and the seal of the Grand Lodge at Philadelphia, signed S. Eugene Herrett, Right Worshipful Grand Master. And that's the Masonic news. So mode it was. Whoa. Whoa, that's pretty uh, That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That won't go to his head at all. No. Not at all. No, no, that's, that's, no. That's and it was good. great. That's that, good. He, yeah. know, Ed, Ed was just a guest a couple and, of shows. And the ago way and... you brought the spirit of Howard into it, I mean, it's amazing. Wow. I just, I, I well, saw Well, thank it. you for not bringing the whole spirit because then we would have gotten thrown off the air. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not making any, uh, any... Ra- racist or any homophobic yeah. comments. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, try, I try to avoid those. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly! Oh well, congr- congratulations, brother at past Grand Tall Cedar and to the Cigar Lodge. I mean, that's quite a uh, an achievement. Uh, who are the rest of the officers? Uh, well, we had a uh, uh, what was it a junior uh, a deputy a deputy Grand Master John Cook was here a couple of uh, weeks ago, and uh, uh, Brother De Palma is also uh, he's a district deputy. I can't remember the number, but up. Uh, in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area is also a an officer in that. Yeah, I wonder. Like, the, the, do you start out like having to smoke like a Marlboro, and, and then you like start you, out, work you your work way up? Yeah, first degree, second degree, third degree. Yeah, the master degree is like uh, an unfiltered Paul Mall. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, uh, what else do we have to do? We have to just wrap up, right? Yeah. Do some commercials. Oh, we'll, we'll mix some stuff in. Yeah. What do you have coming up, uh, Brother Tim? Anything come up next couple of weeks? Well, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we've got Grotto coming up. Uh, that will occur right after this show comes out. So the Sunday after uh, this podcast comes out will be our Grotto at the Steffi Farm, which uh, uh, if you don't read about it in the newspaper, then it was a successful uh, event. Um, that's always a fun I event. I have under good, good authority that um, – we are continuing the no firearms rule. That's my understanding this year. as well. They they tried that once and discovered that probably wasn't a good idea. Well, they said like no guns and alcohol. Right. So we decided, okay, we agree. We'll yeah. just do the alcohol first. Right. That was a bad idea. Right. So no no more guns. Right. No um, guns. But that'll be a good time. Yes, it always is. Um, and other than that, <clears throat> I'm looking forward as a secretary of a lodge uh, had several brethren agreed to come in over the summer and help us uh, further clean up our records. So we're going to actually be making phone calls to all 700 of our members at some point over the summer, those that we have phone numbers for and um, clean up the Masonic records. So looking forward to that. Well, that sounds exciting. I mean, yeah. you know, actually when you, if you get the guys or the ladies on the phone, yeah, it actually it's, they're probably nice conversations when you do have them. Right. Larry, are you going to, um, rejoin the masons soon and do anything with masonically actually i will be be oh i will be at uh i will be at the uh at the stuffy ranch for the uh grotto yeah i will be coming to that since i really live down the street uh (laughs) and uh, oh i i I did uh i did make a visit out to uh reverend uh, rather brother uh matt randolph and Visited him out at his church and his property out there, and I'm telling you, it was a beautiful place, absolutely. And spent some time with uh, Reverend Matt, uh, who's also Brother Matt, and uh, it was a great day. Spent time with him, but yeah, I will be, I'll be back in the fold fully. I'll be doing things. I'll, I'll be coming to the 
tall cedars picnic. Okay, perfect. Yeah, That'll my, be at my, my house. My yeah. wife loves to come that, so we'll be doing that. But uh, also, too, there's something else coming up uh, at the yeah, end of the goose month. Goose and gridiron too. tomorrow. Yeah, goose and gridiron tomorrow. <clears throat> I generally don't bring that's that up. Week, but yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. Throughout the summer, you all don't, oh, don't we, call we off meet from every, labor. every Thursday. Yeah. yeah, we never call off from labor. Uh, but, you know, I'll be back fully immersed in, in September. I'm looking forward to it. I think by then, things will be normal in our household. Um, well, hopefully you heard what I'm going to do. It's, wow, it's like traveling through time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll, we'll be going up to Zafar Grotto, so hopefully uh, that happens. Um, what else? I've got uh, council coming up on the fifteenth on uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I'm also doing my district deputy visit for Grotto. Um, I've yet to figure out how I'm going to do both. So, um, part of my drive up to uh, Williamsport will be try to convince you and Jake <laughs> to be my deputy deputy grand monarch okay um and, and go to that for me but um, i think that's going to require us to wear a legitimate fez though right? i have two in my trunk yeah. and since nobody really knows you you can be a past monarch from sahara grotto sahara okay um are you old enough to have been a past monarch in 1974 uh no well God. i might have to chisel that off but i'm old enough they might not look back that far all right we, we can powder your wig there you go um, but that's, I think that's it. That's all I have going on. Josh, what do you, what you have going on? You've got something else coming up. You have a picnic coming up, right? Oh, well, Saturday's the Tall Cedar picnic. Okay. That will have already occurred though when this comes out. Yeah. So, uh, we decided to do it at my house this year. Uh, in the past three years, it was at, uh, Glenn Henry's house. Uh, I tried to spare him of, I figured if it was at his house four years in a row, it'd be there forever. So we're going to do that at my house. Um, I have some brothers that are currently very terrified of my Dobermans. <laughs> so, <Jack>. yeah, so <laughs> they may not make an appearance. They may be locked in the basement. Well, uh, didn't Jack say he was going to be out of town? Yeah, but Chris Gibson's scared of him, too. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's worth the price of admission well, right there. Well, they can watch. show up and stand on the other side of the fence. I guess. And then the little one, the little girl, she's nice, but she's not that well-behaved. So, I mean, she could bump into any of you uh, geriatrics and break a hip. And, and I, I, I just can't have that. My insurance agent prefers that not happen. <laughs> Oh, well, your dogs love me, so I'm not worried about that. Josh, what's up? Oh, uh, I, I, I think I might become dog food. <laughs> At the picnic? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, does uh, Lamberton Lodge have anything planned over the summer? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we're going to be doing... Uh, Are they still in business? I, you know, nobody's told me. Okay. So. <laughs> Got to keep them around long enough for you to be master. Right. We got to get you a past master. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's All it. All right. Larry, take us out. Yeah, I'm ready. Cue the chickens. The chickens are far away. I got to corral the chickens. A special thanks to Effort of Lodge 665 for allowing us to meet in the basement below the state store. Also, too, to uh, Josh Lamberton. Lamberton, by the way, is his Facebook name. I won't give you his real name. He doesn't want it out there. And special thanks to him because without Josh, this show wouldn't be worth anything. Also, too, to our news director, Jack Harley, absent and sitting in uh, tonight. Uh, 
What the hell's your name? Joe. Just call me Joe. <laughs> Tim Howard Cosell Deadman. Uh, great, great news, by the way. Excellent news. And also, congratulations to Ed Stump for being named officially by the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania as Grand Smoke. And also, too, a, uh, a special, I want to give a special recognition to our, our staff cook. Okay, our staff cook, Patty LaBrandy. And also, thanks to our electrical engineer, Shockey Leitner. And a, a real special thanks, and Josh appreciates this, to our sound mixer, Cannot hear it. This is Larry saying good night, good day, wherever you are, and thanks for listening. Larry, that was not your best work. This is Pete. Have a great night. This is Josh. It was, it was repeat from the past. And this is Tim. Take care, everyone. Adios todos. Los cucarachas en tron, pero no cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. The Sonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moore calling. I'm going to do something we've never done before. The Past Masters on the sidelines are already shaking their heads that we've never done it this way. I'm Listen to episode 71 and 72. And I have some observations I would like to share with you. Episode 71 was entitled uh, Freemasonry and Scouting with Three Eagle Scouts. I think you should change the title of that episode to Two Boobs in a Radio Booth. You got Larry Maris.